Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today we have Miss Celise, the tax fairy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Eric? Um, I'm all right. Even though I got my wisdom tooth out and a couple other things done in my mouth, I'm straight. I thought I was going to be in pain. I thought I was going to have to call you or tell you, like, hey, we ain't going to be able to do it, but I'm straight. So I'm glad that I don't have that pain no more. I appreciate you for pulling through. I've been there before and it's not a good feeling. My mouth was so full that I looked like a chipmunk. (laughs) So you said thanks for pulling through. Yeah, I pulled through all right because they were pulling the hell out of my damn tooth. I know that much. I'm glad nobody was there. So nobody can say they seen me in tears or crying like I was. Only me and God and the women in the room know how I was acting. They say it's pain um, being beautiful. So now you get a, 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 a actual reality check of what we go through on a daily basis. So welcome to the team. Oh, okay. Okay. So before we get into today's conversation, um, today's episode is brought to you by Christian Dewan, Positive Energy Through Your Clothes. We have t-shirts, because um, it's kind of hot. It's, I'm sure where you at in Texas is hot as hell. because it's hot here right like, now. You where? 101 right now. Oh, yeah. You can keep all that energy over there. <laughs> Don't want none of that. Um, but if you use the promo code Underdog Talk, and Underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G, uh, you will get 15% off. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. And we're getting ready for fall because fall will be here shortly. And you can't like wait till fall actually get here. So right. I think I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to have some t-shirt, teachers, shirts for teachers because, you know, I'm a, a teacher this year. So mm-hmm. I'll definitely have that soon. So y'all can, teachers that's listening, that just came from listening at the educational series, look out for those. Um, so we're going to start off with what was life like for you? you you get out of school or you still in school you could it, it could be around there and you gotta it's time to be a real adult it's time to go out in life you know no more college no more mom and dad helping you out it's like here you go so how was that looking for you so adulting is truly adulting um after i graduated from iu as you see the diploma in the back indiana university <laughs> Um, life just literally got real. Um, I pretty much, after I graduated from high school, I shot straight to college. I came in on the groups program, um, through Northside because I was a 21st century scholar. As soon as I graduated June of that summer, I went to IU, was in the groups program and I was basically at IU for the tenure until, you know, I graduated. So just kind of having to do it independently. Um, I was a first-generation college student, so my parents didn't really know. Like, they went to community colleges, local at the house, but, like, to go away, go to a Big Ten college, like, that was all new for them. It was all new for me, obviously. So going to one of the number one party schools, it was like I had to have a discipline, to be able to make it through because being a first person, you know, my dad is a pastor. So living a sheltered life, you know, not being able to do go out overnight skating and be spending the night over a friend's house and stuff that wasn't common for me. So how people have culture shocks, it was almost like just a shock, just being in your own world by yourself and being around a lot of different people that really don't have the same morals and values as you do. So it's either you're going to go with them or you're going to be a leader and go your own lane and make your own uh, decisions for yourself to be able to better yourself for the future. Because you got to think about it, all the decisions that we make then reflect what the future has. So I had to think about decisions that if I do this or if I don't do this five years, 10 years later, where will I be? So even before I knew where would I be now, you know, I had to make those decisions for myself to say, well, I know I don't want to follow the steps of what that person went through or kind of what my parents went through growing up. Not that I didn't have a good child life, you know, it's just having that freedom and the flexibility to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. So I had to put myself in a position to where 
discipline. You can't be at the parties. You can't be at $2 Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, you know, frequently Friday. You know, I couldn't do those things because I had to work to provide for myself to be able to complete school, pay for school if there was any other things that I need to take care of to get to the position where I am now. Um, so with that, like I said, it just took a lot of patience, perseverance, dedication, and discipline to be able to pull through um, to get me where I am now. I, I love it. And I definitely didn't have the discipline that you had because <laughs> yeah, even though I didn't go to IU, I was in school um, down there. So I definitely know about the partying and the decisions you make because I look back I was like, man, if I would have been if I would have been thinking how I think now or even just, you know, as an adult, I'd have been like, man, I'd have more money because I, right. you know, a lot of like you, you don't realize like how much money you can get or how much money you come into until, you know, you get around certain people and, or just a new environment. Because I'm similar. I think I I think I'm the first person to go to um, college. And then my sister was the one to graduate. But it was like different, like. My mom, I, I didn't, I wasn't a preacher's kid, but my mom didn't play her name. My sisters named her shut her, shut them down because yeah. she wasn't playing. So when I got to college, it's like, oh, freedom? freedom. I can do what I want. Like I can do what I want. And I didn't have that discipline. And a lot of people, a lot of young people, we don't have that discipline because it's like, oh my gosh, I can do what I want. I can go here. I can go there. And then <clears throat> depending on who you hang with, you can allow what they do to affect you. And I'm glad you said like, you was like, nah, I got a little morals over here. I don't really want to go and do that all the time. Like, or I want to, you know, so that's a good thing that your parents put that in you. And I definitely understand like, you know, nothing wrong with how I was raised, but it's like, it's more opportunities now. It's more right. stuff for us to do where we ain't got to go to a job if we don't want to go to a job or whatever the case. Exactly. And a lot of people around our age group, they started early with that or some people just now getting on it like wow i don't have to go to a job like yeah this college degree helped me get this 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 um knowledge but i really don't need this piece of paper because i can create and exactly. so when you got to you graduated how long did it take you it's kind of two part but kind of one part how long yeah. did it take you to graduate and then like what was the first thing that you thought about like what was what happened right after you graduated did you be like oh i got this degree I'm going in my field. I start yeah. work Monday. Or was it like, uh, who going to help me find a job? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started in 2007 that summer because I came in on the groups program and I had received my diploma in 2010. So 2007, 2010, because I took summer courses and I was taking like 18 credit hours each semester. So, you know, discipline was serious because I was taking so much like I was just about to like go to a fortune fortune 500 company and I was like I needed to get there fast I needed to take the fast track but I was putting so much more on myself than I had needed to but then I had a bursaw bill I guess left over because you know when in college they make you sign all this piece of paper and you're thinking okay I had my full ride I had scholarships but then they also add in like these unsubsidized loans and stuff that you don't know, but you're a college student because you're saying you think this is the right thing to do. So since they said, oh, well, you still have a balance on your bursar and this, that, and the third. So I actually didn't receive my diploma to sometime after that because they're like, oh, this credit didn't come over and you got to take this class somewhere else. So like I had to take like another class at Ivy Tech and have it transfer in. It was a big mess. So after I had graduated, I was actually supposed to go to the Republic of Georgia to teach English. So the week before I'm fixing to leave, they contacted me and was like, oh, well, we need your information all over again. And I'm like, this doesn't sound right. So I'm starting to Google because I'm starting to get like something in my intuition is not feeling really safe and secure about this transition. And I don't know what's going on. Like a week before I'm fixing to leave and you're saying that you need more information and I need to start the process all over again. So I'm Googling and saying it's a Soviet Union country. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get over there and be sold. So I was all excited because I'm like, wow, I'm going out the country. I'll be able to teach English. Like this is something that 
I've never done, my family has never done. So I'm going to show them that, you know, and make them proud and do all of this. And I was like, mm, I'm going to deny that. I'm going to continue because I had already got my passport. So I was like, I'm just going to travel the world. And so I had to, I had already packed up my apartment. They already had people looking at my apartment. So I had to leave. So I had, my mom was like, well, just come to Tennessee. So then I had traveled to Tennessee and I was in Tennessee for three years. So um, where I was at in Tennessee was a military base. So constantly military people coming in and out, you know, they go on leave or, you know, they're kind of on a fixed income. So they really can't afford. So it was going kind of slow. Then I had um, lived in um, for three years with uh, one of my clients that I still communicate and love so dearly. So I became a nanny. So I started being a nanny after I graduated. Well, I was nannying while I was in school at IU. And then after I had left IU, I had went moved to Tennessee and I became a nanny there. So I had a lot of outside clients. You know, I had lived in with the family. I had started selling cars, you know, because it just still wasn't enough income. So I felt kind of stuck. Like I have this business degree, Nannying is only keeping me afloat, but it really wasn't. Then selling cars is like, okay, you got to be at work in order to sell a car. So it was just kind of like one of those things, like it still wasn't enough. I had did Mary Kay. I had did this. Then that's when I got approached um, with the opportunity to do taxes. So I had did my training. I had got my office. I had hired my own staff. You know, so now this is where like, okay, my leadership development skills from my degree, my business degree, you know, they're actually coming into play because now I'm really managing. I'm really holding it down. I really have to show my employees, my staff, you know, the leader I am and we're about the same age, you know, and some some of them were older than me. So how can I be a leader? How can I lead them? How can I give them the proper tools to make sure I'm doing my job and showing them that if I can do the job, then you can do the job because I'm doing what you what I'm asking you to do, which a lot of jobs that I had worked wasn't doing that. That's why I always said to myself, like, I'm not fit to work for anyone because I was working so many of those dead end jobs that was like, Leadership comes from bottom down, not top up. Like if you're my manager and you're getting paid more than me, but you're doing less than me, it's not making sense. So I just got tired of that, that feeling stuck. I just got tired of feeling that living that paycheck to paycheck life. I just was like, I'm done. So when I got proposed the position of, you know, having my own store, they basically wanted me to build up my store get my staff ready. And actually before tax season started, they were like, you know what, actually we need your keys back. We no longer want to do this with you. So I'm like extremely devastated. Like you're kidding me, right? You made me do all that work. I mean, the building was nothing. I had to set the building up. We even had the team meeting of all the other offices at my location. So I was like, confused and then it made me think like wow all my life I've kind of lived that life of you know me setting things up and it being taken away from me I felt like growing up I kind of was bullied as a kid because you know I was a PK I was a pastor's kid you know I couldn't do the things that other kids was doing I, I was kind of lame so it was like that position like he he ha ha we gonna win and then oh Everybody be quiet, you know, when I come around because they're like, she doesn't even know, you know, R&B songs and rap songs. And, you know, she she doesn't know how to talk and she talk proper and she's a white girl and, you know, uh, what they goody, goody two shoe and teacher's pet and all this stuff. I'm like, just because I act professional like all the time, like that's a problem. So I was kind of bullied as a kid, you know, growing up. And so as I got older, like, I just always felt different. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to be different and feel different, like, I need to make it make sense for me. So basically, I was like, okay, I'm feeling stuck in Tennessee. I was there for three years. So then that's when I had took the leap of faith and I had moved to Texas. So I've been here now eight years. And this is really when... I would say that that freedom of of life, living financially freedom and freedom of just kind of 
doing whatever I want to do really took place about four years ago. Um, so that's basically puts me where I am now. I love it. I love how you were able to recognize <clears throat> like it was a pattern, like, hold on, I start something and then here y'all go want to take it. Like what's going on? But then you realize from being a kid, how that, you know, kind of, you was always different. Cause I was bullied. That just cause how I looked, I wasn't, I mean, I was just like everybody else, but like, I always felt I was different too. I always felt like, ah, uh, I just don't feel like doing what everybody else do. It just don't right. make sense. And I remember uh, talking, I think I used to tell my sister she talked white. And <laughs> as I got older, I was like, it ain't no talking white. It's just you actually know how to have a conversation with somebody. Right. But <clears throat> that's crazy, though. Like, when you start off uh, from school, it's like, okay, I got this plan. Here we go. No, we ain't. No, you ain't. No. And that's probably a good thing that it was a reason why, you know, that didn't work out. And sometimes we don't understand because I know you like, man, you got to be kidding me. I had I was super excited. Here. I was ready to go. And then it was just like, what, what, what does one person do when a situation arises like that? Like everything was yeah. ready to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, and then, and life, <clears throat> and then life is like that. Like, we get excited. We think something's about to happen, but it's not our plan. It's God's plan and God's plan a little different. And you don't realize it until maybe years later. It could be months. It could be the next day, but you don't realize it until, you know, after it happens, like, oh, it wasn't meant for me to go there. So it's not something that I missed out on. It's something that kept me away from something could have happened to me or whatever the case. But uh, it's funny that you said you was a nanny. I was a nanny for my cousins. No for way. A short period. Yeah, for a short period of time. When I first moved here to Indianapolis and I think like 09, because uh, they was like they needed somebody to watch their kids while they went to work. And I was like, OK, I ain't got nothing else to do. And they played pretty good amount. So I was like, I'm going to come here and work my way, save money because I'm staying with them. And then um, I got a job, too. So I had two jobs. And it was cool. I was able to save my money and, you know, end up leaving there. But, yeah, definitely uh, was a many. I guess I've always liked kids. That's why I'm yeah. a teacher. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't in my plans either. But so you were in Texas. I mean, you were in Tennessee. You know, you moved to Texas. Obviously, Texas has been good to you um, because you're always really, that way. It, yeah, it was yeah. very tragic. Very tragic. Yeah. 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 We about to talk about it because I, I want people because like when we tell our when we share our stories, it's like. You want people to know, like, it ain't been easy just because you see, because sometimes on social media, we only post certain things. We don't post everything that happens. And right. it's like, no, nah, don't think that uh, just because you see me here, it, it took a whole lot of L's. Yes. It took a whole lot of tears. It took a whole lot of sacrifice. Because, excuse me, I always see you working. Like, I mean, I've known you for uh, I'm seeing them out of years now. It seems like because I'm, and then when you were saying when you uh went to school, I was like, dang, I'm that much older than her. Oh, mm -hmm. but anyways, uh, so I've always seen you on your grind and on your hustle. So I know yeah. you're gonna get it some way somehow. But now you you're doing what you want to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do. So you moved to Texas, and um, obviously it's new to you. Right. You know, because it's way different from Tennessee. You had your family there. You know, you was cool. Now it's like you go here and boom. I'm here. Were you there? Did you go by yourself? Didn't know a soul. Didn't know. Okay. So you go into a whole new environment. Mm -hmm. How did that first couple years go for you? Like a new environment? Because my sister, she's done that a couple times. And I kind of, you know, have asked her that. But just seeing from a different person, like, how does it go? Like, how do you get up? Like, all right, I'm going here and I don't know nobody and I'm about to be successful. So I was actually um, dating someone and he was like, you know, come to Texas. So I'm like, OK, that's a great opportunity to take a leap of faith on. So come to find out that was very um, dictatorship. It was very emotional. It was very uh, mentally exhausting. Um he actually tried to kill me. So, you know, it was very detrimental for the first couple of years. Um, I had lived in with a family here. And that was a lot, too, because um, I took care of four kids. You know, 
it was just not the average job. You know, I was mandated to do things that that I didn't want to do. So I really almost felt like a, a prisoner. You know, now I'm like, okay, I didn't took this leap of faith. But now it's like, I feel like a prisoner. I felt like a slave. I felt like a prisoner. I felt like, wow, what the heck did I just do? Because I thought this was going to be a great opportunity. And so I still had to keep in mind of, my perseverance, my dedication of, you know, not giving up of the reason why, like my why is not the same as my why then. My why was, you know, I was trying to find a better life for myself. I was trying to kind of reinvent myself. I was, and then it seemed like everything was just crashing down on me, crashing down. But I'm like, I'm here. Like, what am I supposed to do? Going home is not an option because I haven't been home since high school. You know, I didn't went to college. I went there to Tennessee. You know, it was like two months that I had stayed on my mom's couch. And I was like, this is not it. Like, I'm a whole grown adult. I can't do this. So then that's when I had, you know, lived in, was a living nanny, came out here, was a living nanny. And I was just like, what's going on? So long story short, I was finally able to, you know, get away from that situation. And then boom, I end up pregnant. Like... How? How did I get pregnant? I was like, maybe I wasn't blessed to have kids and God saw it another way. It was like, oh no, baby, you're going to be pregnant. So during that tenure while I was working there, you know, I had took upon other jobs. I was a cook at a nursing home, like rehab place. Um, I had went back to selling cars for a little bit. You know, I had other little miscellaneous nannies, um, nanny families that I had taken care of their kids, but it just still wasn't enough. Constantly more month than money. And I'm like, this is not what I moved here for because I felt like that's what I was doing in Tennessee. That's kind of how I was living in, in college. I was like, there has to be a better way. So, you know, boom, pregnant, had my baby move forward, um, had my daughter. She's going to be six in October. I can't believe time is flying past that quick. So now it's like I'm six years serial entrepreneur. I went back to work after having her after four weeks um, and haven't stopped since. Uh, so with that, how I got to that point was, you know, I found a couple families that I still nanny for, and I'm just like, more month than money, more month than money. Like, I can't keep doing this. So, boom, bumped into a um, a company out here in Texas where they did taxes as well. So, I was with them for about one year. And I was like, okay, I learned a few new techniques with the tax game, but it was still like, mm, you done made me charge somebody a thousand dollars and I only got like $250. Like this can't be it. Like where's the money at? So I was like, you know what? Boom. There's another, I'm going to take a leap of faith opportunity for me. So basically that's when I learned and researched and got in the mud with, with myself to figure out how to start my own tax company. Nobody mentored me. Nobody trained me. Nobody told me the ins and out. I just, research and took the time to do it on my own so i had to get a texas driver's license i had to go here i had to think of a name like nobody thinks about these things because when you work for someone a company you know a job they already equipped with name business payroll you know how are you going to do this marketing material like you know how all you got to do is show up so Doing it on my own, there was no show up. You got to figure it out. You know, you got to make it happen for yourself. So with that, it was like, okay, what? where's my genie at to like kind of tell me what to do? So then after I figured it out, you know, now come next year, I'll be celebrating four years in business. And a lot of many people know that they think taxes is a scam. Taxes is this, taxes is that, a get rich scheme quick. You know, oh, I'm going to make all this money. But they always say more money, more problems. More money is freedom. More freedom, more money is flexibility. So you have your pros and your cons with it. But it's really a lot of work to be a serial entrepreneur and literally work for no one. Because if I don't make money, 
I don't make money. I can't pay my bills. Where you go to your job, whether you sit there and do nothing all day, you showed up and they may still pay you or you get fired. So if I don't do good work, if I don't have quality service, my business is shut down. You know, so the the benefit is the freedom, the flexibility, setting those boundaries, you know, finding my market, dealing with people that, oh, okay, yeah, when I first started out, it was cool. But now three, four years in the game, that's no longer my market. So learning along the way and still learning, you are never too old to learn something new. So learning along the way, okay, what's a good marketing strategy or how can I spend less on this and less on that? Or, hey, I need help because there's no I in team. So now I need agents. Now I need people working for me. So one, I can give them the opportunity to be financially free as well. Give myself more flexibility to actually enjoy the money that I am making. So with that, that all comes a part of being an entrepreneur. And people think you just wake up and okay, boom. It's like you with your shirt company. How many shirts have you messed up? But nobody knew that. But when you ship ship off that shirt, that shirt is brand new, crystal clear, not a stain, not a wrinkle, not a spot. But it's like all that time, all that money you waste to keep trial and error, trial and error. But at the end of the day, like you said, what they see is the final product. Nobody, (laughs) nobody sees the behind the scenes. Nobody sees us like, man, I just I just lost some money that now I don't know where the money going to refurbish from because that was the last money that I had to cover that. And if I don't have that product to sell or if I don't have that quality service, then the referrals or the repeat business is not going to come back. So then I'm not going to have any new money circulating. So what do I do? I need to go to something else or I need to borrow some money or i need to make a GoFundMe, or i need to you know be working a job to fund my business just to make things happen so it's like it's so many things that comes with being an entrepreneur that a lot of people don't know because we just make it look so good you know what i mean so with that it's just like (laughs) entrepreneur is hard yeah yeah, I can tell because you got passionate. You went on a, a whole a whole tangent, uh, but I definitely, like you said, I definitely understand. Like, uh, like just today, like how many people are gonna get get their wisdom too far and still record? They're gonna be like, "Oh, my mouth hurt," whatever the case may be. I'm like, "Nope, let me take a nap. Let me take these pain pills. Pop these in because I don't know if you'll be able to reschedule. I know you're a busy person, so yeah. it's like, uh, let me make sure." Like if yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of letting you talk a little bit more because so I don't have to talk because exactly. you just got to improvise. And definitely, like you said, like you have to, you, it's, we're very similar because it was like, I went home after, after college or I didn't graduate um, like you, but so we're not similar in that. But uh, I went home and I was there for a few months and it was like, all right, I need to save this money because I'm not staying with you. Like, I'm not staying at home with my mom. You got rules. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm grown. Like, I'm not on that. And it was like, I'm going to just go out here and figure it out. And then for me, like, it ain't too many dudes saying they are a nanny. Like, yeah, hey, I got to get some money somehow. And I I ain't out here selling drugs, so I'm cool. Like, you know, whatever the case may be. But as time goes along, you figure out, like, what you're supposed to be doing. And then you, like you said, you got to go through that. And then you're a parent throughout this. Like, it ain't like you just, oh, I'm just doing this. Like, when you're a parent, you got to work around your kid's schedule. And then your kids don't, oh, you you, you good right now. She only six. Wait till they want to play sports. It's my son, AAU. Um, what? I said, boy, this the only thing you're going to do. And you better uh-huh. do it well. I said, it ain't no play thing because you want to be able to show them, like, when you spend, like you said, when you're working in business and you spend money on something, you want it to return on that investment. Because right. it's, it's, it's days where, yeah, I didn't pay for something. I didn't done something. I didn't did a whole hoodie, sent it off, misspelled it. I'm like, what? I'm like, how did I not see that? And then <laughs> got to give a refund, got to make a new sweater or, you know, whatever the case may be. And even with speaking, like... <clears throat> that's not easy. It's it's a, it's a lot of recording and speakings on these um, devices that I got mm-hmm. that ain't nobody seen because I had to practice or whatever the case. And you've had to do the same thing. And 
people don't understand that because sometimes we ain't got to post. You ain't got when you when you busy, you ain't thinking about social media. So y'all don't people don't get to see the ugly side of things. Exactly. They, you know, when we got free time, we on vacation. Oh, oh, dang, they on vacation again. Yeah, but you ain't see how what Man. I had to do. I I ain't sleep for three days to get on this vacation. So exactly. yeah, you don't even know how I got here. So exactly. I love what you said. You perseverance, like you can't give up. Like now your why is different. You got a child. Like you can't give up when you got a child. No exactly. matter what it is, like you might not get no sleep. You might, you know, might not, and you might not. There might be times where you you only got enough for your baby to eat, and it's like, whoo, well, I can't wait. To, <clears throat> payday coming, like Listen. like you said, I'm I'm one that has a job and it's supporting the business, and it's some days where all the bills tied up, and I'm sitting here like, all right, I got a business and all, but I ain't got nothing coming in from it, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's the beginning. You, when exactly. you start off, you, you're not expecting to be up here making millions or whatever the case, whatever you want to make. Exactly. But you got to go through them fights. You got to go through, like you said, you almost, you know, might not have been here because of the person that you dated. You had right. to go through that to get you right here. So a lot of um, things that we go through, we don't understand at the time. But then it's like, oh, it makes sense now. Right. So, right. and I like what you said about um, an entrepreneur, like. Some people, we, we could show up at work. Just show up. You still getting paid. Somehow you slide through the cracks. You right. can still get paid. But when you're an entrepreneur, yeah, okay, I'm here. Oh, ain't no, oh, nobody here with me. Oh, okay, let me turn on this computer. Let me set this up. Let me do this. Let me research. Because, listen, researching is, is, oh, my God. If you don't research, you might as well stop doing whatever you're doing. But it's it's tedious. And I'm like, that's why we need to change the culture on always wanting a discount, always wanting, because when you mm. go to the store, when you go to the store, you can't, unless you got a coupon or, or something, you can't just pull up and be like, well, I saw a cheaper over here. So can I get that same? Well, then you need to stay over there if you felt like, but you came here because of the quality. So you can't always expect the quality at a discounted rate because if you want me to support your business, you're going to want your full payment. And and when you come to somebody else, you want all the discounts, all the, can you take this off or you come and half step it, half stepping with the communication or what you're supposed to do, but I'm supposed to overly compensate for that. Like that's not fair to us entrepreneurs. You, me, anybody else that's an entrepreneur, because we spent the time, we spent the money, we spent the countless hours, we spent the countless funds, the limited funds, the mental capacity of what it takes to create a shirt, what it takes to put numbers, looking at the computer all day, five other people waiting in line, you trying to skip the line, you ain't got all your documents, but you still want to skip the line, be in front of that person that's been waiting here in front of the other three people before them to do the research, the expertise to do it, but you still only want to spend $2. And so it's like, how do we break that curse in the business mindset to say the price is the price? Yesterday's price isn't today's price because what you feel like you can go get somewhere else I have no problem turning down people now at the level that I am now. Go to them. Go to put your business or your funds there, but don't come back wanting me to fix what they didn't do correctly. And then I'm still supposed to charge you the same or undercharge myself, underpay myself because the lack of thereof when if you would have just came to me from the first time, you wouldn't have to go through that. So now you got, they say, you do right, you get paid. You do wrong, you got to pay. That goes with anything yeah. in life. You see what I'm saying? So it's like how can you keep unlearning and then relearning or reteaching people the boundaries and, and the expectations of what they expect from us and then throw our expectations back to them. Because there's so many people in the game these days that think, oh, well, like I said, you cost too much or you charge too much or, you know, you like, huh? But you spending $300 on a Gucci belt. 
and they're not giving back to you. They're not putting food on your table. They're not paying your bills when you calling and texting because you got a problem with this or that. They don't care. Customer service closed at a certain time. I've called many companies. You can call us back tomorrow when we open. This is not a 24-hour hotline. You know, and so I don't know. And I know it's just not in the, in the black community, but I feel like the black community is the most largest where it's like, you must not know what being an entrepreneur is because you would not be acting this way, you know, if you understood how to operate a business. You know what I mean? So it's like, how, how do we break that? Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely get, and that's, and it's kind of, because I've caught myself at times on certain stuff, not with necessarily friends or people like that, but um, you catch yourself just, it, it's something that's been in our culture. And it's like, when you, some people don't step over to the other side, they don't step over to the entrepreneur side. So they don't get what we, what you go through when you have to go through all the stuff that you go through. So it's like, um, you're my tax person. It's like somebody, I might tell some, hey, this how much he cut. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to just go here and do it on TurboTax myself. Okay, that's fine. Trust me. I'm, I'm good. I, I, I will pay what, what she, because she didn't, she didn't, she didn't help the brother out or made sure that I got everything that I need on there. So, because I don't know, because if I do it myself, I probably would have um, owed some or whatever the case, because I don't know nothing about taxes. So it's good to have people on your team or around you that you can, oh, okay, I don't mind paying you because I know the job going to get done. And some people don't have that. They don't They don't even have friends in their small circle that even support them if they had a $5 shirt or a $5 product right. because that's, I don't know what it is with our community. We, like, if we supported ourselves, we'd be the richest community. Like, we spend billions of dollars other places, but instead of, you know, actually feeding back into ourselves, that's just something that we have to get used to I mean, we got to get out of the colorism, oh, you know, and all this different stuff. Or, oh, you think you fancy because you got a business. No, motherfucker, I just want to make some money and not to clock in like you. That's not my fault that I want to be different. Like, no, like, I don't think I'm better than nobody. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're successful, you definitely can't think you're better than nobody or you wouldn't get to nowhere because the journey will humble you. Trust me. You could you could get a blessing too early in the journey of smack you in your face and say, give me that blessing back. You you weren't ready for Wait. that. And you'd be like, hold on, wait a minute. And, I and thought it we don't come, good. Yeah, and it don't come back right away. It takes you some time to get that blessing back. And so at some point we gotta realize like if you want somebody to pay what you what you cost, you gotta pay what they cost. You can't go across the street and they got a, a business that you need to help your business, and you was like, ah, well, can I get that discount? So when they come to you, they want the discount. You gonna give it to them? No, you're not. So exactly. don't expect a discount if you ain't gonna give a discount. Make it sense. And people, and sometimes people be like, oh, you cost too much just cause just cause I'm new, just cause I just started off. But you go pay. You you don't know that. Try my product out. It's it's we all get the same product. We all get we all know the same vendors. I mean, at some point. When you get in the industry that you're in, everybody know everybody. So it's like some people charge you more just because the name, but I got the same product over here. It's a little cheaper, but you're saying it costs more. So whatever the case may be, I don't know. We got to figure that out. But I'm glad we're talking about this because one thing that you do, I've seen you do it years after year. You give back. Yes. Like you dope when it comes to giving back. I Mm -hmm. see you. It don't matter where you at. It don't matter if you're at home, if you uh, over here, you giving back. So where does that come from? Does that come from being a PK? Does that come from the love of helping other people out? Where does that part that you do with giving back come from? I think it really stems from everything. Um, like I said, being a PK, you know, just you're supposed to love Christ like Christ love others, like Christ loved the church and you know, growing up, give unto others, it will come back to you. And actually during the pandemic, <clears throat> I had actually started feeding the homeless um, because I was antsy in the house, like, cause I'm always on the go, always on the go, always on the go. But 
that when I first when I had got my first apartment in Texas, um, that's when I found out I was pregnant. So it was like I had to make a decision. Do I let go of this apartment and put this on my credit or is it cheaper for me to move out and pay the deposit somewhere else? in order to not be homeless. So a lot of my experiences and a lot of things that I do is because like I was almost there, you know, I was almost knocking on the door of, of that situation. So I look at everybody's like, we are all human. We all at one point fall or become less than what we expected ourselves to be. So you want somebody to reach down and give you a hand up. So, and it's just like, I'm just a, just a giving person. Like that's my love language. I love gifts and I love um, acts of service. So get the job done. So I'm just always been that person with that mindset too. Like, hey, if I can give something to someone, whether it's a smile, a hug, not everything has to be materialistic. Not everything has to be monetary, you know, but if I can just motivate or encourage or, or just give somebody just the sense of like, wow, when I almost thought I was going to give up, you gave me some hope to know that, wow, I could write a book with everything that I've gone through because childhood is so much stuff about me that a lot of people don't know. You know, like I've experienced it. I've been there. So why, like you said, why would I feel like I'm way up here and never been there? Like, oh no, I've been there probably worse than a lot of people, but I didn't give up. I kept going. I kept pushing, praying until something happens. Push until you get to where you need to go blood sweat tears the whole nine so giving back to me giving back to others brings me joy you know half the time if somebody asks to borrow some money or something i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna give it back but i thank god now that he's put me in a position to where oh okay well i just gotta make some more money you know one of my mentors um with my, my life insurance coach he said if you ever have to look at the price tag and it look like it costs too much, you just need to make more money. So in my mindset, within about the last year and a half, that's how my life transpired. If I look at something, oh, I want that and I want it in all the colors. That means I have to continuously keep making money because I don't want to grow up in that continued mindset of being stuck, living paycheck to paycheck and Sometimes we all need a hand. So if I can give a hand to somebody else that'll just get them through, like that motivates me to keep going, to keep having the resources to do that, as well as hopefully help somebody and impact their life so then they could be the same person doing the same thing as myself. So it's just always been a part of me. Like I said, it brings me joy. Um, I've definitely been at the bottom several times, several, several times, and the more I keep striving and the more I keep going, just keeps opening my heart more to be able to help others. I love it. I love it. And what I really love about that is that you say you was almost there. Like it was like, I've been there too. Like where I've almost been there. And it's like, man, I can't even like, you see people you like before it might be like, dang, how did you end up like that? And it's like, when you get almost there or if you're there, it's like, oh, I can see how you get there. It ain't even life just be beating you up. And it's like you look at people different and you like, OK, I want to help this person. I want to help this. And I think for me, mine is helping kids just being in the school system, like seeing a kid that might his parents might not be able to afford some not being a parent. I get it. Right. It's like, hey, this this ain't easy. And then just depending on what you do in life. Cause some people are okay with just going to a, going to a job and working that and depending on that, nothing wrong with it. But it's like, if you want more in life, even if you work a nine to five, which I do, you have to add more to it. You got to bring in more income. Just like you just said, if there's something that you want, you got to bring in more income. That's why I like switch. Like when, if I switch a school, it's cause that income right? and it's, I can leave, I can have an impact even with a better income, because in schools, they don't treat teachers right. Exactly. They don't pay us enough. Like, and that's giving, like, that's kind of giving back. Like, people don't realize that. Like, as a teacher, you're giving back and helping the community because right. right. you're helping the kids right. to be whoever they need to be. And I love how you said, like, I, I'm not going to look down on you because you're going through something. I didn't been through something. And it's like, you can't look down on somebody else because they're going through hard times. Because guess what? 
you talk about somebody with hard times, hard times gonna come right around and catch you like, oops, exactly. tripped you, got gotcha. you. Exactly. Let me let me put these hands and feet on you. Now you like, hold on, wait, wait a minute. What I was just good because you talked about such and such over there. Exactly. And you gotta have that right exactly. attitude. Yep. Yeah, you gotta have that right attitude, especially with business. Like, I think you for me, like I pick, I mean, I know you, but like you you got good customer service. You you walk you through, you you explain this and that. And when you have that uh that aura or that energy, like people are gonna attract to you. Like when you do yes. stuff, you gotta you gotta be good about people, and that's one thing that you do for uh with your business, and that's why it's like okay. I'm telling other people, hey, you doing who doing your taxes? Why? Okay, yeah. I know somebody. If you want, you know, yeah. she good. She gonna get you together. And it's like because you're a good person, and it doesn't just come from oh, I want to make money. Because right. when you're giving back, you're spending money. Because you got to go buy whatever it is or create an event for people to donate, whatever the case. So that lets me know that you're a good person and you want to help people. It's not just, Oh, I'm doing this cause I want to be big banks. No, I'm right. doing this because I want to see people win. Exactly. And um, so now, Oh, excuse me. Uh, you're, you're kind of at your peak of not, you're not at your peak of where you want to be. I definitely know that. Right. I know your goals is crazy. <laughs> cause I know where you, before I get in there, where you haven't been yet? I see you. You travel everywhere. Like, how? Do, who is your travel agent that I can get on so I can go travel? Because I see you everywhere. I need to be. Uh, I need to travel more. So we need to talk about whoever your travel agent is so I can go on these trips. Because I Me? see you everywhere. I'm, yeah. I'm, my, you? Travel, I'm my travel oh. agent. As a matter of fact, as we speak, I'm heading to Jamaica next week. So you know, it's. <laughs> The free. Hey, hey how, how can I can I go on a trip? You, can, I just want to go. I don't got. You can go wherever you want. I just want to go to that spot, and you we'll meet back up at the airport, or whatever the case may be. But I'm you. You go everywhere. But that's, I mean, like you said, it's like that's what you want to do, and you can choose to do that. Because guess what? You got a computer. They got Wi-Fi. You can able to work. Now everybody can't do that and go travel all the time and be like, well, I need a break. Let me go here. Because you're stuck in that, uh, I'm going to work for somebody else. Working for somebody else is cool, but at the end of the day, I, it, it ain't. Because yeah. it's like when you work a nine to five, if your child got an event and maybe you use your hours, they're going to tell you no. You, you can tell me go. no. Me, me personally, me per you can tell me no if you want to. I still ain't going to be here. I was just letting y'all know that I was going to be here. I don't care if I get paid or not. It's my child. But sometimes you can get in trouble. I know people to get in trouble at a job because their parent passed away. What? Yeah. I need some time. But right. when you got the freedom, you can go and do whatever you want. So where is your business at now? Uh, tell the people the name of it. You know, just explain, talk, you know, you ain't got to tell all your secrets and all, what, <laughs> all that. But just, you know, get into your business a little bit. Promote yourself. For sure. So the business, I actually have several businesses, um, but she do, she do. the businesses that I operate is Exquisite Tax Service, which um, I do personal and business. I consult with my clients. I educate them on how to properly, you know, itemize and calculate all their deductions and file their tax return correctly. Um, that's business, personal, nonprofit, S Corp, C Corps, the whole nine. And I'm global. So the pandemic mm. was a pandemic for me because all of my clients mostly live out of state. So having the opportunity to not only impact people in my local area, but as well globally is so important because clearly how many H&R blogs, Jackson Hewitt's, ABC tax service, TurboTax, you know, did you pass, but you confided in me and trusted me to be able to give you good customer service. And now you've been a client for two, three years now. Um, mm -hmm. I've been telling your taxes and I always want complete satisfaction. So, and then you've also referred people to me and I make sure I appreciate you for that. And so if there's anyone else, you know, that brings someone to me or or comes to me for a first time, I give them the same white glove service that I would give a re repeat client or any other new person. And you can find me at exquisitetaxservice.com, E-X-Q-U-I-S-I-T-E, taxservice.com. The logo is up in the right 
or left-hand corner, depending on where you're viewing the screen. Um, and Eric will make sure he share all that information with you. And if you can, if you would like to reach me, you can reach me personally on my uh, number at 646-647-6780. Feel free to ask any questions. If you need a consultation, I could be able to get you um, all the information that you need to either finish your taxes before October the 17th, which is the last filing date of this year, or prepare you for next year's tax return. Then I also have TaylorMade for you, which is my personal assistant company, where I offer TaylorMade white glove service for home or for business. Um, if it's home, whether it's local or far, um, organized closets, pantries. Um, I will go from the grocery store to the table to prepare your meal, errands, such things as that. If it's business side, to prepare you on your bookkeeping for your business or for your personal home, um, to keep up with your finances. One thing about being an entrepreneur, because you never know when the market is going to crash, you have to be financially stable. So you need to be able to make sure you have at least like when they asking for these three times the income that you make on your rent just to get an apartment, you want to live a lifestyle like that. Do I have at least two to three months put up to where if something was to happen, I'd be okay for 90 days. You have to look at everything in a 90 day increment of time. Tax season, that's how it is. I make the most of my money in 90 days, but I still work day to day. I could stop in 90 days, but that money gonna go run quick. So I have to have something. So that's where TaylorMade for you comes in. And then to bunt, to pop off what TaylorMade for you does, I have my nonprofit, which is exquisitely TaylorMade for you, where I cater to youth, something like what Eric does, um, bringing the youth and, you know, educating them and kind of empowering them, mentoring them in the community. But it also tailors to feeding and clothing and providing um, personal care supplies for um, the extended community, a.k.a. the homeless. Um, so everything is always white glove service and it's always TaylorMade for them because we are all human and you should be able to have it your way like Burger King. So I always want to make sure that no matter what my client is, whether it's taxes, whether it's personal assistant, that no matter how busy I am at that moment, they have my undivided attention and everything that is going on is definitely tailored to their needs. I need that little clapping thing, the little, ooh, because you, cause you low-key. <laughs> You low-key was shooting shots uh, at the beginning um, about the other companies, and then you was you definitely was uh, talking talking your shit because she does she she does a good job. Like I definitely will refer anybody to her. Um, she makes sure she gets it done. She gives you the information needed, um, and it's not where you on there and there's somebody you talking to they just blah, 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 blah. it's like you know you actually you know build somewhat of a relationship because when you work with people you want to get to know them to a certain degree you don't want to just be like i don't know nothing about them i just know they do my stuff no i need to know you a little bit just in case because right. right. everybody mess with your money might they ain't they ain't always straight right but uh, she definitely is and she does uh amazing job from what i see with all the other things that she does and i definitely will have all the links for um all her businesses because she definitely was talking her shit she she definitely <laughs> got a couple businesses and she going to jamaica next next week um yeah uh, if, if, if she got she got a lot going on, exclusive and that's good tax though. Service, and, exclusive tax service is hiring. So if anybody wants mm -hmm. to learn the tax game, wants to know how to become more financially free, um, when you're a part of my team, the only way you can win is by winning. And the people, all my agents on my team, they're winners. They make they my, one of my top agents. He made more money than me that I made in my first year. And this is his first year under my leadership. And so I'm going to push you. I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to encourage you to go to the top because the bottom is too crowded. You know, so you want to be top mm -hmm. tier and you want to be able to be financially free so we can set up our children, you know, for the things that we didn't have growing up. And so, like I said, if you, if you need a, a, a new avenue, if you're looking for an outlet or just some extra income, because again, it's just 90 days, you know, it's just three months, you know, although my office is open year round, but if I can give you the opportunity to make money, I'm more than willing and happy to do that. Um, I do train all my agents as well as um, 
educate them, you know, throughout the whole process along the way. So there we go. Mm. So she at a point where she hiring. That's what I'm talking about. She says she hiring. And I love, I love it because when you see people, you know, when you're in college, you, you know, you, you're just beginning and now you see people that are doing uh, amazing uh, stuff. That's wonderful to hear and see because uh, sometimes, you know, in our community, people don't make it. Stuff happens. Right. You know, we, I'm sure we got friends that, we went to school with that ain't here or something didn't happen to him or whatever the case. So it's always good to see somebody doing great. Um, before we get out of here, I, I never told you this, but I need three tips um, for people that maybe they're, they're stuck with just a nine to five or they're stuck in life and they need to make that leap. They need three tips um, to help them that they can listen to, uh, that they can do today once they listen okay. to the episode. So three tips real quick. So one is always focusing on yourself. That's first and foremost, because if you're not good with yourself, you're not going to be good for anyone else. So setting your boundaries. So if that's, if you're operating a business or if you're, you know, working a nine to five job, setting that time away from those things to get your mental clarity, to get your physical. So always be moving, you know, don't get stagnant. Cause when you get physically stagnant, you get mentally stagnant and that's where you feel stuck because when you're moving, you're in motion. So you constantly need to be moving forward or you're going to stay still, you're going to get comfortable, you're going to get complacent, that's where you're going to get stuck. So mental health, making sure you're giving yourself self-love, self-care, that's first and foremost. Because like I said, if you're not good for yourself, you're not good for any job, you're not good for your children, you're not good for your family, you're not good for your partner, and it's going to be a crash and burn. Two, making sure you have a plan. You need to have tangible goals, short-term, long-term goals. You need to write them down, get them out of your head and see them on paper, on your phone, on in, in something. You need to have it written down because you need to be able to hold yourself accountable and to check your list off when you have accomplished those goals. And once you don't accomplish those goals, you cannot celebrate. So you must celebrate all your wins because if you're not celebrating your wins, then you're not going to know what's a win and what's a failure because you don't, you're not holding yourself accountable for what you're trying to do. So setting goals, short-term, long-term goals, and finding something to celebrate, whether it's a vacation, whether it's something materialistic, whether it's, I'm going to take myself out to dinner, you know, I'm going to do nothing. Find something to do that celebrates your wins and your successes. And number three is having a team, whether that's a mentor, whether that's a good, solid foundation, family, friends, um, around you having a circle you know that again holds you accountable again that celebrates you you know don't go where you're celebrate don't go where you're tolerated go where you're celebrated so you want to be around people that are having the like mind thoughts whether it's financial peace whether it's i want to reclaim my time whether it's i want to you know, show, have somebody that is, is pouring into my, and my children, you know, you need to have a community that gets you where you're want where you're wanting to go. Again, that's that accountability. That's again, that, um, setting those boundaries. That's again, finding that, that peace and that, that positive energy. So you can keep flowing and always remembering that, you know, just like you get older, how you grow out of your clothes, it's okay to grow out of your friends because somebody that was there for you in high school may not understand where you're trying to go in your adult life. So understanding that, hey, it's not you, it's not me. It's just that we've grown apart and being okay with that. We got to be okay with being okay that it's okay to outgrow people because mm -hmm. once you remove those things that are not for you, you're going to essentially grow. But you got to keep watering yourself and don't run your gas out. That's all I got. Mm. I love that. I love that about the friends. And I was just off the dome. I just be talking and, you know, I don't yeah. even know what I be saying half the time. It just sound good. <laughs> no, it definitely was uh, some good advice because uh, sometimes we hold on to relationships and it's not friends. It's sometimes actual relationships too long. And it's like, oh, I expect it. And sometimes what you expect ain't what you expect. Exactly. And you got to move on for it. 
And like you said, like when you move on from stuff, at first it'd be like, oh, you sad. But then you'd be like, man, life is kind of getting a little better. Like, why is that? Oh, because I removed whatever. And like you said, write your goals down. I remember when I first started like the entrepreneurial goal um, or side of things, I wrote my goals down and I did everything on that list because I had it where I could see it in my room. I had it on my email. I had it at work. I had it everywhere so I could see what did I want to do. I have goals. Um, at my desk at, at school, I have goals on my door, on the back of my door, in my room. So as soon as I wake up and I got to walk out my room, I see those goals because when you see something, you're going to do it. It's just like when you watch TV, you, you kind of like when we was kids, when we watched movies, we definitely wanted to be, I definitely wanted to be like the three ninjas. I wanted to be like karate kid. Cause it's something I watch. Cause it's something I watch every day. Or when it was basketball, I wanted to be like Iverson cause I watched him all the time. What you look at is what you'll start doing. And like you, I like what you said, move, get up and move. Like when you don't move, like you start doing stuff you ain't supposed to. I notice when I'm working, it could be just on the laptop researching. I'm not on social media. I'm not caring about none of that. Somebody, I, my phone, I might have some texts. I might not because my phone dry when you single. It's a hit or miss. But, uh it's a hit or miss. But then I look at my phone and be like, dang, I missed all these. Oh, I was working. And it's right. like, I'm cool with that. Like, it's cool to miss out on stuff because you because you productive. Don't think just because you're busy, you productive. You right. got to be productive. Whatever you're doing got to be able to be a return on that investment of whatever exactly. you're doing. Um, before we get out, though, before you tell people how they can reach you again on social media or what your business is, I need an underdog quote. It could be something that you live by. It could be something you saw. It could be just something that popped in your head. Whatever the case, they need a they need a quote. So the quote that I have, it was mainly, you know, the bottom is too crowded, so I'll see you at the top. So that's one. But the other one is, I mean, we got to live the life of freedom, financial peace. Like, it's it's not necessarily a quote, but it's, it's an affirmation. It's just you know, living free gives you a choice and a chance. So which one are you going to take? Mm. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Where my mic? Oh, my mic ain't. No- oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. I got the mic. Let me drop the mic on that one. I, ain't, I, ain't, I definitely not going to drop it for real because that costs too much. But uh, <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. Um. So tell people how they can reach you Um. because this you had a lot of good information, especially with the taxes. Like if y'all listening and y'all haven't finished y'all taxes for the year or if y'all need somebody for next year, this is your person. So tell them how they can reach out to you. Again, my name is Shalisa Smith, a.k.a. The Tax Fairy. You can find me at ExquisiteTaxService.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at ExquisiteTaxService19. You can also reach me at 646 647 Six seven eight zero, and I am your personal and professional tax fairy that I will be able to answer any questions that you may have, whether you need consultation or you're ready to join a winning team. So, if you have any questions, you can always contact Eric or you can contact me personally. And I look forward to meeting and working with each and every one of you watching the show. Hey, I think I'm gonna name uh, the show something about wisdom too. Because you got the uh, the tax fairy, some some with that. Because you definitely, I appreciate you for um, being able to have stuff to talk about. Um, sometimes you know uh, I can talk too much, or you know it's a different conversation. But you held it down because definitely because my mouth. I'm sitting here looking at myself, my mouth all sideways. I'm like I look extra slow right now. But I appreciate you for the knowledge that you dropped. And um, to give you your flowers, like you are definitely a grinder. You definitely are a great example to not just your daughter, but to other young ladies and to other women. So keep doing what you've been doing. And I'm sure uh, at some point I'll be able to have the funds to go on the trip and be able to see. Listen, come (laughs) on. I'm ready. I will meet you wherever. Like, let's go. Let's get it. Listen, I haven't been. This is like the first summer. I haven't done nothing. Cause I've been working and then I went from one job to another. So I definitely need a vacation. I'm going on a guys trip uh, in October, but that's kind of okay, far away. Okay, okay. I got to figure something else out. And yeah. even if it's just something small, like 
where you at? You can have a staycation, go to a hotel and just kick back. Oh, yeah, I did that on my birthday. I did that on my birthday. I did definitely did that. Exactly. You can do a lot. And I think that's what a lot of people just like you do what's in your means. But doing what's in your means is if if I only had the opportunity to do more, what would you do with it? You know, so always having that mindset, like we always want more. We greedy no matter what, you know, we always want more. So what is it the want more you want and what are you willing to sacrifice to get that? So for sure. Def definitely. We want more, but what you going to do to want to get that more because it ain't just going to happen. Cause the more you, the more work you put in, the more you get, the less work you put in, I mean, it's just like in school. Before we get out, it's just like in school. If you want C's, guess what? You just show up to class and write your name on the paper. Trust exactly. me, I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> but if you want them A's or B's, you got to do a little study and you got to do the homework. If you, you got more money, you got to put Nothing is going to be handed to you, you know. You definitely, can. she puts the work in. Like, if you need yeah. an example, she is the example of putting the work in. So you can reach... Me on the podcast uh, at Underdog Talk on Instagram, on Facebook, um, YouTube, because there's definitely uh, now that I'm on streaming yard, we're definitely on YouTube. Um, I'd be on Twitter, but I don't know. I think it's Underdog, um, Heroic Underdog, or something like that. I don't know. I'll I make sure I have it in the show notes. But again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for holding it down because I you. definitely uh, was sitting over here like, man, I can't wait to take this little gauze out. I want to just spit it, but I, I ain't want everybody to be like, "Ugh, that's nasty." But I definitely can't wait to uh, get this out of my mouth. But uh, email if you don't like something I do, if you do like stuff I do, if you want to know more about the guests, or if you want to know more about uh, the the tax fairy uh, underdog talk uh, podcast at Gmail. You can email me. Good news, bad news. If you want to be a guest, whatever the case may be. And um, before we get out of here, what's I need some closing words, something from you, you know. I would definitely say, even if you bend, just don't break. Never give up no matter what. And always know your why. Your why may consistently always change, but always know why you're doing it because that's going to put the emphasis on how hard you go. If you don't have a why, if you don't set goals, if you don't set a destination, you're always going to get lost along the way. So I'm telling you, if you need anything, guys, I'm here for you. I can't wait to work with y'all. And it's been such a pleasure spending this last hour with you. I hope you recover and heal magically i'm sending all my magical powers over to you for a smooth healing process and you know that you feel better soon and again you know i can't wait to work with each and every one of y'all and y'all are constantly in my prayers and thank you so much for this opportunity and on that note peace one love all right i'm the underdog with the heroic card i'm eric jones jr i have to keep pushing for my kids if I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I read and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.